This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 452. Hello and welcome to the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thanks for listening. Stephen Fennec here. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. Thanks for joining us once again. On this week's show, LG's rollable OLED TV is finally coming to Australia, but you won't believe the price. TCL shows you don't have to spend thousands of dollars anymore for a quality smartphone, and Huawei has released an affordable new health device. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at Apple's brand new products, the M1-powered iMac and the M1-powered iPad Pro, and Kobo has also released its new e-reader that's also a notepad, and your tech questions will be answered in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. LG's new rollable TV. Well, it's not that new. I saw it for the first time in January 2019 at the Consumer Electronics Show. I remember sharing a video on my website on Tech Guide and also on YouTube. And it was remarkable how many people viewed it. I think it had like 40,000 views in a day. Now, this was the their R1 rollable OLED TV. LG, as we know, the only company that really produces OLED. Uh, as uh, uh, No other company has a, a range of OLED TVs like LG. So they've cracked the code there. And they're really flexing their muscle here with the with this new rollable TV because OLED uh, the the panel itself is actually flexible. You cast your mind back a few years ago, they had a wallpaper OLED. Do you remember that one? It was actually attached to the wall by magnets, and it was like three millimeters thick or something. It was ridiculous, but uh, looked looked fantastic. But the the guts of the TV was actually in in the sound bar that's down on the entertainment unit. Well, this time around, the OLED, the rollable OLED. As its name suggests, it rolls up out of a cabinet. The cabinet contains the speakers and all, all the, the audio and the all the, the circuitry of the TV as well. All the inputs are on the back. And this sits in your room, wherever you want it. It could even sit in front of a window because when you're not using it, it rolls down again. So check out the video on Tech Guide. It was shot a couple of years ago, but still it's the exact same product that's coming to Australia. And you'll see that at the press of a button a little a little slot opens on top of the of the cabinet and up rolls the 65 inch OLED TV it's, it's it once it rolls up there's like a mechanism on the back to give it some some rigidity and it's then ready to go you can't see any creases nothing on the screen it looks like a normal flat OLED TV and once you're done you can either retract it completely so it rolls back down into the cabinet. So if, if, say, you've got it in front of a window, while you're watching TV, there's no view. When you roll the TV down again, you've got your view back again. Uh, there, there is another mode where you can actually, the screen can stay uh, just part way out and it's, it's like a little information screen so you can see the weather, uh, news headlines and things like that. And 
amazing technology, I've got to say. Really, really impressive. And LG just last week announced that for the very first time, it is finally coming to Australia. And this is a product that's going to be available to customers. So if, if you decide, look, I want this TV, I'm going to order the TV, you, you contact LG and they will then custom make the television for you. So this isn't a product that's going to be mass produced and you just get the stock when it arrives. They make it just for you. Now, what you, what's involved here is you have to pay a deposit. They'll make it. And then once it's about to ship, then you pay the balance. Now, the price for the LG 65-inch R1 signature rollable OLED TV is $130,000. I'll say that again, $130,000. So if you're traveling pretty well and you want the latest rollable OLED technology, then it's yours at that price, 130 grand. It is uh, a remarkable TV, I have to say. It, it's one of those things where, if obviously, this isn't going to be thousands of, they're not going to sell thousands of these. They, might, they may sell five of these in Australia for those customers who've just got, that's, people who've got so much money, they're going, like, yeah, I'm going to get that. I want to get it because my friends don't have it. <laughs> that that could be uh, if you're traveling pretty well and you can spare 130k. So instead of buying a really fancy car or a deposit on a, on an apartment or a house, you uh, you can buy an OLED TV, the OLED R. And, and just so you know, the OLED that you get with this TV, the quality you get is obviously 4K, but it is no different to the quality you'd get on a $3,000 OLED. So don't think you're getting. Uh, a way better OLED panel. It's because it's a rollable panel and it's got this fancy speaker system and a cabinet. That's where the that's where the bucks come in. But if you're after an OLED TV, of course, LG can sell you one of them as well. This the rollable OLED TV was announced on the back end of all the other their other range of televisions, which are also on sale. They've got the LG have a good, better, best setup in their in their lineup, or, or a good, better a little bit better and then best because they've got the new mini LED range, which I'll get to in a sec. But they do have regular 4K UHD TVs, so LED TVs, which uh, are available. Then the next step up the rung is their NanoCell TV. So NanoCell uses still an LED TV, has a quantum dot filter so that it offers better color, similar to Samsung's technology there. So that's the, that's the NanoCell. Then they have their NanoCell QNED TVs, which then brings in, it's still got the NanoCell, but it brings in mini LED, again, similar to what Samsung's doing with their 2021 range. And this, go, this creates the tiny backlights. They go from being button-sized to microscopic. So that, that creates all these multiple dimming zones on the screen that allows the TV to have much better brightness, contrast, HDR. It is noticeably better. So that's their slightly, their good, better, and that's the slightly better. And then, of course, the best of the range is OLED. There's three ranges, there's four ranges of OLED. There is the A series, there is the C, G, and as the further you go up, there's also 8K OLED, which is kind of, uh, it's available in 77-inch and 88-inch and is 
ridiculously expensive, but the A series starts at under three thousand dollars. C OLED is slightly better with with um, with better uh, inputs for gaming and things like that. And then there's the G OLED range, which is short for gallery. That's kind of the best of the four K OLED range is the gallery because this is impl- this this includes the new Evo OLED panel, which improves the brightness slightly. Uh, and also has this super thin design and and wall mount. So, as its name suggests, gallery suggests hanging it up on the wall like a painting. Has this this super slim mounting system, so that once it's mounted on the wall, it it it, uh, it the thickness of the panel is I think about two centimeters. It sits flush on the wall like a painting would, and looks amazing. This is a if I had to pick one of the range. If I and and if they had to take the rollable OLED off the table, of course, I would pick the gallery OLED because I, I think that is got the new Evo panel uh, has uh, sizes up to seventy seven inches and is just a really really nice looking TV. With the Evo, it does make a bit of a difference in terms of picture quality. But the other the other OLEDs are still remarkable. I've got I've got two in my house. I'm a fan of OLED LG OLEDs. I've got a fifty five inch and I've got a sixty five inch as well. I love OLED panels, and I think any customer who's seen OLED OLED can appreciate the black levels, the color quality, because you've got to remember, these pixels on the OLED are self-illuminating. They don't require a backlight. And that's why you get those super blacks, because when they're off, they are off. No light can shine through. An LED has a backlight. So to create black, you've got to block the light. The pixel has to turn off and block this light. That's why OLED black levels are superb, and from those black levels, you can get excellent color as well. So OLED, anyone who's ever watched OLED, owned an OLED, I doubt whether they would like would buy any other type of television. So LG, in the game with their OLEDs, the rollable OLED, if you've got a spare 130K to uh, to throw around, OLED, um, remind me to invite me to your place to watch this thing because it is, rem- it is a real... It to, you've got to really see it to appreciate it. And I've got a video on our story on Tech Guide for you to see. That's a video that I shot, as I said, two and a half years ago when the when the product was kind of a concept, like a look what we can do type of product. And But it's now coming to Australia. Also, too, of course, the other range of OLED, uh, for the rest of us, the other LG TVs, the the 4K UHD nano cell, nano cell with mini LED, which is their QNED TVs, and the OLED range as well. All of the prices, all of the models, everything I've spoken about, and you can see that rollable OLED as well, just for curiosity. You can see all of that at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. TCL have just launched their new Series 20 smartphones, three of them in the range. There's the 20 5G, which I have reviewed on Tech Guide. I'll talk about that at length in a sec. They've also got the 20 uh, SE, which is uh, 299 bucks. The 20 L Plus, which is 399 bucks, And the 20 5G, which I mentioned, is 400 and $99. So at each price point, they have a phone that can can meet those demands for quality camera, quality screen, decent long battery life, and 5G. 
uh, the, it ticks the boxes. So whether you want to, whether you prefer a better camera or you prefer 5G, there's a choice. Whether you prefer a slightly larger screen or a slightly better battery, slightly bigger battery, there's also the choice there as well. The the 20L Plus is the latest that was announced. Uh, the cheapest in the range, though, is the 20SE. This has a, the 6.8-inch screen. It's a 4G phone. It has a triple uh, quad camera system on the back, uh, starting with a 48-megapixel, 16, 5, and 2-megapixel cameras, 13-megapixel front-facing camera, 5,000 milliamp-hour battery, rear-mounted fingerprint reader, and that's 299 bucks. A lot of features there, which a few years ago, this would be flagship quality. So TCL, which is a, a sub-brand, or their other sub-brand is, is Alcatel. So these these are the companies that are in the habit of showing customers, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars for a decent smartphone. You could, for under 500, they've got you covered here, whether you want 5G, whether you want a better camera, bigger screen, better battery, the choices are all there. And they're all fingerprint secured as well. Um, TCL is a name you've probably heard before. It's a they're a TV company as well. They've got a communications division, of course, who have brought out these phones. They're also one of the major sponsors of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. That's my team. Uh, not the best result on the weekend. We lost fifty six to twelve against the Panthers. So I'm still hurting, smarting after that result. But uh, TCL is the major sponsor of the Rabbitohs. They're also, uh, also, of course, I mentioned TV brand. And because they're a TV brand, they also know a thing or two about creating displays. And they've brought that technology into these devices. Uh, it's called Next Vision Technology. So what TCL's done is added that technology into these displays. And what you get is amazing color accuracy. You also get a feature... SDR, so standard dynamic range, to HDR, high dynamic range, conversion. So if you've got non-HDR content, you can it can upscale it to HDR so it looks even better on your device. If you've got HDR, it'll play that anyway. So if you're streaming Netflix with HDR, content that with HDR, it'll look amazing on, on the display. Each of these displays also has like a 20 by 9 roughly uh, aspect ratio. So your content looks great on it, whether it's you're watching something uh, widescreen or your apps look good. Uh, the display is is really, is really impressive. And I think I've done a video on my 25G review, but you really can only appreciate the screen when you see it with your own eyes. And for something that you look at all day long, the screen, you're never going to tire of looking at this quality screen. All this whole range has Next Vision uh, screen technology. Next up is the 20L Plus. That's This is a $399 phone. This has is powered by the Qualcomm Snapdragon 662, also a quad camera system. Uh, and it, the cameras on board... There, there is a the cameras are a 64 megapixel, 8 megapixel, and two 2 megapixels. So there's a ultra wide, macro, low light, ultra wide, and wide. I think is so front facing 16 megapixel camera as well. 5,000 milliamp hour battery too. Also has fast charging, 18 watt fast charging, and that's 399 dollars. But the one that we've reviewed on Tech Guide uh, just just today is the top of the line model, which is the and to, by top of the line I'm saying it's the four hundred and ninety nine dollar phone, so still under five hundred bucks, uh, not thousands of dollars. Top of the line phone for Apple and Samsung, you're looking at two thousand dollars plus. 
TCL's top of the line in the 20 series is the 5G, 499 bucks. 6.67 inch dot display. So what that means is there's a little hole punch on top of the screen for the front-facing camera. I think they come up with the name Dotch because it's like a cross between a dot and a notch. So Dotch, I think, is the halfway point there. I, I could be wrong, but that, that's my theory. Um, this is also a 5G phone. So if you are in 5G-compatible areas, you've got coverage of 5G, the 20G, uh, 25G can help you out there. Faster data transfer, faster streaming, faster uploads as well. Powered by an 8-nanometer octa-core Snapdragon 690 processor has a triple camera system so uh, 48 megapixel 8 megapixel and 2 megapixel uh, has 10 times digital zoom and has a side mounted fingerprint reader as does the 20l plus by the way that's side mounted and by that i mean the power button is also your fingerprint reader so when you pick up the phone you sort of you i pick it up with my right hand all the time so when I pick it up with my right hand, my thumb is on the right edge, which happens to sit right on the fingerprint reader. So every time I pick up the phone, I'm unlocking it at the same time, and it's really quick unlock as well. So uh, that, that that's a really cool security feature. Uh, has a 4,500 milliamp hour battery, less than the others, but still lasts a day and a half. Not a problem with that, and also has the fast charging, 18 watt fast charging, uh, 499. Now, what they don't have, this range does not have, they're not water resistant, they're not dust resistant, they don't have wireless charging. So that's that's what they don't have. But everything else that customers look for, and they tick the boxes here because the, the things people look for are A, a good screen, B, a good camera system, C, a good design, and D, a, a really long-lasting battery. So that, 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 that's what they go for. So it's screen, camera, display and battery and these devices tick all of those boxes and for under $500 I've listed on on our story we've got our review but we've also got a story about the L plus at the bottom of that story is uh, the the full side-by-side comparison and pricing of all three of these products TCL is a, a player in this is, is a low entry to mid-tier category and they are bringing the features with them. These are flagship style features that you can get for under $500, even have 5G for under $500 as well, if that's, if that's what you're after. They're available now from Harvey Norman and Officeworks. The TCL 20L Plus, that's $399. The TCL 20 SE, which is $299, that's the entry level. And the TCL 25G is $499. And you can read the story about the 20L Plus and our full review of the TCL 25G at techguide.com.au. Now, I remember a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about a Huawei, the Huawei FreeBuds, the uh, earphones, which had, they packed in noise cancellation and they were decent sounding and they were under 200, but I think they were 159 bucks. Pretty, pretty cheap. Well, 
we're at, they're at it again with a new smartwatch. Well, they call it a band, but it has a screen like a watch. The Huawei Band 6 is actually just 139 bucks. And what you're getting here, this is remarkable value, what they're offering here. So it's all about value, the show today. We spoke about smartphones a minute ago, but here is a, a smartwatch slash health band. It has a 1.47 AMOLED full-view touchscreen display. It has a longer and more rectangular shape. Uh, it, ha- it weighs just 18 grams, so you can wear it all day and night if you want, pretty comfortably. And that's important, the night part, because there is sleep tracking, which we'll talk about in a sec. It's the first device, the first Huawei device to support all day blood oxygen monitoring, along with can still monitor your blood oxygen, can monitor your heart rate, can monitor your stress, and for the ladies, it has a menstrual cycle tracking as well, and it also can track your sleep. So if you do want to sleep in this device, it is small, it is light, so it's not an effort to sleep in it. Now, the all-day blood monitoring actually can generate an alarm when your blood oxygen level is low. So you can take action. You can manage your health more effectively with that kind of notification. And of course, apart from all that, the monitoring, heart rate, sleep, stress, and the, the blood oxygen... It's also a fitness device, so it supports 96 workout models and has professional data monitoring and analysis of your workouts with the companion app. There is an app you have to install on your phone. works with iPhone and Android. The, it also inherits the company's excellent long-life battery performance. I don't know what Huawei does, but their watches that are of review, their phones that are reviewed, their batteries are unmatched in terms of the lifespan. They can run for weeks. They're saying, Huawei saying that the Huawei Band 6 has a battery which at full charge can last for two weeks. Weeks, not days, two weeks. Try that with other, I've got an Apple Watch, I've got to charge it every night. And other watches I've tried would, would be lucky to last me two days. This lasts for two weeks. It's remarkable. I don't know what they do. I don't know what sort of witchcraft they're running with the batteries, but they're doing a fantastic job. Uh, the device also, uh, when it needs to charge every couple of weeks, it can be charged as a magnetic fast charger that you attach on the bottom. I think Huawei says they've got a their chipset offers high efficiency, and they've got also a power-saving algorithm that runs in the background, and it can help support the running of the phone, which includes the continuous monitoring of your health and your sleep, don't forget, can, can keep all of that re- running really efficiently, and that's, that's, why, that's sort of part of the reason why they do have this amazing long-life battery performance. Uh, and look, smartwatches are now probably the most popular health device you can buy nowadays, and so a product like this at just 139 bucks can give you your heart rate, like your resting heart rate when you're training, it'll monitor your heart rate, blood oxygen, sleep monitoring as well, and all this is managed in the companion app as well, so you see all your data, all your tracking, all there, right at your fingertips. And it doesn't look too bad either. I quite like the design. It's pretty sleek. That long rectangular screen is sort of really, really nice and discreet. Uh, and, and it's only 18 grams, so you're not even going to feel it on your wrist. The Huawei Band 6, it's priced at 139 bucks and available in graphite black. I love the colours. Graphite black, amber sunrise, Sakura pink, and forest green. I want a job making up colours for a company. That's what I've decided. 
It's available to purchase from the Huawei Experience Store online or in their store. They do have a store in Chatswood in Sydney or World Square uh, and Hurstville. That's their stores. They're also available from Mobile City and also on Amazon. The Huawei Band 6, 139 bucks, really affordable and pretty highly specced for the price. You want to see it for yourself? Check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. There's been a rapid increase in cybercrime with constant data breaches, online scams and ransomware, just to name a few. Norton's all-in-one cyber safety solution, Norton 360 Premium, now comes with dark web monitoring powered by LifeLock, which helps notify you if your personal information is discovered on the dark web. It also includes device security and secure VPN with bank-grade encryption to help keep you private, online, plus a password manager, PC safe cam, and more. With Norton's award-winning security and globally trusted protection across 50 million customers, rest assured Norton 360 Premium with dark web monitoring is the all-in-one protection for your devices and data. Norton 360 Premium is available now at leading retailers. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Kicking off the reviews, it was an Apple-heavy week of reviews. They had two of their products that went on sale late last week, and the embargo for their reviews lifted, uh, unfortunately, after last week's episode. So we've got two to look at today. We're going to start off with the M1-powered 24-inch iMac. Next segment, we're going to talk about the iPad Pro. But let's kick off. The new iMac, and this is available in seven different colors. And this, I think, harks back to, you remember, I think it was 1999. This was the second generation of of their iMacs. And this was the first time that it were, they were available in multiple colors. The original iMac was Bondi Blue, you probably recall. I think released in 1997 or 98 it might have been, and then the next generation was the colourful IMAX, which had, I think there was there was raspberry, green, and blue, and all, all five different colours. I, I bought the green one back then, and I thought, you know, this is the, the, the days of the beige, boring box computer are over. And I think this new iMac, I think, sort of calls back to that period where your computer doesn't have to be boring. They've reminded us that with this new iMac, and it's not just colourful, but it also has this incredible design that's really thin. It's just 11.5 millimetres thick. So this looks amazing. It's something that you want to have out in the open. You don't want to put this in a corner, in a dark room, out of sight. This is something that you can display, whether it's in your lounge room, in your office, in your kitchen. This is meant to be a showpiece for customers. And not only is it colourful, but it's also powerful, thanks to the new M1 processor. This is Apple's own silicon. We saw the M1 processor in the new MacBook Air late last year and the MacBook Pro. This has the desktop version of that processor and it kicks butt. It is really good, really fast, really powerful. So don't let the pretty colors and the matching accessories take away from take away the, the, the power of this product because it not only is really pretty and, and really nicely designed, but it's also powerful as well. So performance where you need it. Uh, the, the, the design 
a huge departure from the previous model of the iMac. And this, I think, is replacement for the 21.5-inch iMac. So you re- remember before there used to be 21.5, still 27-inch iMacs available. But what I think is going to happen here, 24-inch iMac, this is the, the consumer iMac, powerful, nicely designed, multiple colors, and I think what's going to happen later on, hopefully at the Worldwide Developers Conference, which is a month away, they will announce the new the new iMac Pro. That'll be the replacement for the 27-inch model, which I think will be, I think, a 32-inch model with a slightly different design, a little bit more pro-looking. This iMac, all the colors and everything matches the colors. The one I reviewed, and you can see the review on Tech Guide on my video, on my, my YouTube video as well, I received the purple iMac. And with the purple iMac, I had a purple keyboard. I had a purple trackpad and a purple magic mouse. And not only were the accessories purple, even the cord from the power brick to the, to the computer was also purple as was the USB to lightning cable to charge the trackpad, keyboard, and mouse, also purple. So right down to those little details, the design, it was the color you invested in was the color you got across the board, which I think was quite nice. And again, adds to that nice, the design and the the the, the encouraging customers to have this out for people to see. It looks great. It looks a bit, It's a beautiful computer. So... Colors, they've, they've nailed it. The, the really deep color on the back, glossy chin to the computer, slightly different shade of purple or green or whatever color you choose on the front. Has a white bezel, much thinner than the previous version's black bezel, iMac. Uh, so out of the box, you're going to be really impressed. The display, 24-inch, is 4.5 retina, so really sharp. Has more than 11.3 million pixels, capable of displaying more than a billion colors. So whether you're editing, looking at your photos, looking at the web everything's gonna look great has a brightness of 500 nits as well so really easy to see the detail and all the color that the display can produce also has an anti-reflective coating which is important especially if it's out in the open maybe in a bright room you won't see reflections got a remarkable coating there so all you're seeing is the screen and the content on the screen performance wise i think we've already mentioned the m1 processor this is a big deal it's come to the desktop this sort of power at your fingertips means you are in for a great performance everything opens quickly works well processing you can be streaming multiple streams of 4k editing multiple streams of 4k doing all that kind of stuff and it can handle it it can the m1 processor the the neural engine in the m1 processor can complete up to 11 trillion operations per second which is a lot and that's three times a, that's the three time boost in performance in machine learning tasks than the previous iMac. So you're going pretty well there. FaceTime camera is now in high definition. So you're going to look good on all your virtual meetings that we're still having. Also has great sound as well. It's got a three mic array. So you can hear, you can be heard quite clearly. Uh, so it, it's. Uh, it does for your virtual meetings, video calls. You can really be easily heard. Has beam forming technology as well, so focus in on your voice can can drop down and ignore the background noise, so that all you, all that they hear is you. Uh, 
So that's handy, and and I've used it actually for several video calls, and people actually commented on the quality, which is good to know. Uh, the audio quality of the of the computer, so the the speakers built in. There's actually a six speaker sound system packed in there somehow, and it. I've got to say, it sounds really good. It's got these two pairs of force cancelling woofers, so six speakers, two pairs of force cancelling woofers, so for your bass, and has they're also balanced with these with high performance tweeters as well, and the sound quality is amazing. So forget having to buy external speakers for the computer to sound good. It already sounds good out of the box. So forget buying the extra computer speakers and even the subwoofer. Don't need it. On the connectivity side, we had the model that had four ports, so two Thunderbolts, two USB-Cs. Entry level, you only get two ports. So uh, connectivity-wise, if you need more to connect, like external hard drives, uh, second displays, things like that, the more the merrier. Uh, the, the difference I noticed through the models was more ports, more memory, more uh, more unified memory, they call it, instead of RAM, so that you get more. The other thing you get with the two, to- there's three models, the two top models, you also get another new feature, and that's Touch ID. First time ever Touch ID has been included with the Mac and it's in the top right-hand corner of the keyboard. And for those people who have been using Touch ID on their MacBooks and MacBook Airs, it works in exactly the same way. So you can unlock the computer, uh, you can authorise app downloads and Apple Pay payments all literally at your fingertips there. So I, I think all round, this is the desktop computer to beat. It is a beautiful computer, runs well, looks great, great colours. The It starts at $1,899, and that's for, that's the basic model, but then the top-of-the-line model starts at $2,499, and you can even add more to that. So you can add bigger hard drives, all, all that onboard storage, more connectivity, so you get up to four ports for connectivity as well. But I think there's definitely a model there to suit various users. But I've got to say, very, very impressed with the M1 iMac. And at those prices, I think that's a pretty that that's not that's not a bad price for a product that you're getting. And as I said, the the design of this computer you have to see to appreciate. Watch my video. I show on the video the reason why there's no headphone jack on the back of the computer. It's on the side of the computer. You know why it's not on the back of the computer? It wouldn't fit. The headphone jack is thicker than the computer. I, I, sh- I put a headphone jack from a cable that I had on the side of the computer, and it's thicker than the computer. So it has to go on the side instead of on the back. And that's amazing. Uh, you can see my full review on Tech Guide, but I encourage you, please look at our video, which shows the unboxing of the iMac. I sort of unwrap it all and plug it all in, and my review as well. I really encourage you to sort of go to our YouTube channel. It's uh, Tech Guide AU, as you can search for it on on, uh, on YouTube. Well, just search for Tech Guide, you'll find it. Uh, and look, subscribe to the channel. We're, we're going to we're doing a lot more video lately, and I'd love you all to not miss any of those. To like like our videos as well, but also head over to Tech Guide. You'll see not only the review, but also that video. There is a shortcut to the video. You can watch it in the story. But the M1 iMac, I'm impressed. Color me impressed. I got the purple one. But there's plenty of other colors that you can get. The new iMac with powered by the M1 processor. For the full review, check it out. Techguide.com.au.
Okay, Apple review number two. Uh, it was a busy week. Uh, the iPad Pro, and they are on sale. The iMac, by the way, went on sale on Friday. Uh, that was last Friday, the 21st of May. And the iPad Pro also went on sale on the 21st of May. And it, there are two models of the iPad Pro, two sizes. There is the 11-inch, and there's the 12.9-inch. And uh, pro by name, pro by nature, that, that, that's what you get with these these iPads. There are plenty of iPads to choose from. There's the regular iPad. There's the iPad Air as well. But this is the pro. This is the top of the line. This is for that user who, mobile professional, photographer, videographer, uh, creative, all this stuff you can do, uh, and the power and performance to back it up. Also, the connectivity. These are the first iPads that have got 5G on board. So hot on the heels of the iPhone 12, which was Apple's first device that has 5G connectivity, comes the iPad Pro. And 5G, during our testing, we got uh, up to 500 megabits per second was my top speed on 5G. That's that's five, five times better than my NBN connection at home. Uh, and the upload speed was also stupid as well, ridiculously good. Uh, I think I'm trying to remember the, the upload speed. Uh, we had nearly 100. It was 93.4. There's a photo of the speed test screenshot. It was 93.4. 500 down, 93.4 up. That's better than the NBN on my iPad. But the iPad Pro, the two sizes, I think the 11-inch, I think is for your more, if, if you're not doing a lot of editing and professional work on it, uh, in terms of like editing videos, like when you're doing that kind of editing, you need a bigger screen. The 11 is for the power, the connectivity, and still has all the features of the 12.9. 12.9-inch, though, has a better display. Uh, it, the 11-inch has the liquid retina display. The 12.9-inch has the liquid retina XDR display, and it uses mini LED technology. Now, mini LED is what they were, they use on the latest televisions. Remember early on I was talking about LG's new TV, mini LED. Samsung's new TVs, mini LED. Apple's iPad Pro 12.9 inch, mini LED. So you can you can imagine the quality, and I'll you can have a look at it on the video. But again, doesn't really do it justice. The video, the quality of the of the screen of the 12.9 inch iMac is incredible. It is not lovely brightness, beautifully sharp. It is so smooth. Has uh, the mini LED backlight. It is the contrast, colors is, is incredible. Uh, really, and if you're doing for that customer who that user who's using it to edit their video or you replicate something that, that is on a larger monitor or their photographs. So that color accuracy matches those other high-end monitors. So what they're seeing, it, it reflects the fidelity that they're seeing in terms of colors and quality is reflected on the iPad. That's, I think, why they decided to make the 12.9-inch the XDR display because it's bigger makes sense to put it in the larger display i think fitting it in the smaller screen probably not the best move but i think apple has decided that the 12.9 i agree with it, the 12.9 if you're going to go all out you're going to get the 12.9 which has the better screen and, and gives you that kind of quality now performance wise these as i said at the top these are m1 powered tablets the ipad pro both both of them the 11 and 12.9 both have the m1 chip on board and they have eight core central processing unit cpu and also have 
the faster GPU as well. So they've got eight-core GPU, which is a 40% improvement on the previous model. Uh, the CPU is 50% improvement over the last year's A12Z Bionic chip. Remember, had its own, Apple had its own silicon on that one as well. Not M1, but uh, you can tell the difference in M1. It's it's 50% faster is the difference. Uh, the result is this incredible performance, really fast, buttery smooth performance, and this is in a tablet. This is a tablet in our hand. That's the sort of power that you get. So you can imagine churning through tasks that would have bamboozled previous models of, of any tablet, including iPad. So imagine handling hundreds of layers in Photoshop or editing multiple streams of 4K or retouching photos or 3D animation. You can do it on an iPad now. And, and the iPad Pro... Uh, uh, it, it is, a lot of people say, look, is this a laptop replacement? Is this meant to take the place of a MacBook Pro? I think it's laptop alternative. They both do different things. For a start, no MacBook has a touchscreen. That's number one. The iPad Pro has a touchscreen. It does have iPad OS. doesn't have Mac OS, which I think a lot of the comments on my reviews, people were saying, what a shame this doesn't run Mac OS. And I think the reason that doesn't is because Mac OS isn't built for touch. Touch is iPad OS. So Mac OS, I don't know, they, they're kind of converging these two operating systems, but Apple insists on keeping them apart. And that's kind of the, that's the last kind of thing that has to fall into place, to, I reckon, to, to have a flood more customers coming in. Because this would effectively be a touchscreen MacBook Pro if they had Mac OS. But... It's just not built that way. But still, iPad OS, really robust robust uh, operating system and does the job. So uh, the display, massive tick for the display. Performance, incredible. 5G as well on board. And, of course, the camera. The camera has uh, a, a great new feature uh, called Center Stage. And what this does, it uses your FaceTime camera, which is an ultra-wide camera, it also employs machine learning to recognize you and put you in the middle of the frame. So what it basically is, is a ultra wide shot of you. And as you're moving, it's zooming in and cropping the photo to keep you in the middle. That's, that's the machine learning at work there. So it intentionally, intelligently adjusts the focus and the zoom to make sure you're centered in the frame. And our video uh, of the iPad Pro, again, another video we made, and we encourage you to watch it. Uh, that shows that I actually FaceTimed myself and recorded it just to show you center stage and how you see me moving from side to side, from one end of side of my desk to the other. And the iPad Pro keeps me centered. And the iPad Pro itself isn't moving. I had a lot of people saying, is that on a swivel? How's that working? It's not on a swivel. It's sitting there. But the camera is doing the work with that ultra-wide view and zooming in and cropping me to be in the middle. It's, a, it's incredible. 5G, we already mentioned, super fast and super convenient too. If you Anyone who uses a smartphone will say, well, when you, uh, when you unlock your phone, you don't look for connection. You just got it. You got a SIM card in your phone. So, well, this is now the same thing for the iPad, and even better is that it's 5G. You can access that incredible speed. Of course, Apple Pencil compatibility, uh, iPad Pro and Apple Pencil go together like uh, bacon and eggs, I said in my review. One, you can't have one without the other. 
Uh, on the connectivity side, iPad Pro has the Thunderbolt slash USB 4 port for really fast data transfers up to 40 gigabytes a second. So that's pretty fast. Storage has also been upgraded. You can get up to two terabytes of storage now on these things, which is uh, especially handy if you're using you you working with a lot of video, so you can store everything on board. You can attach a hard drive, but you can't play content from the hard drive. That's a little Apple thing where hard drive or thumb drives connected. You can view, you can see what the files are, but to play that file has to be dragged onto the iPad. And so you can watch it. If you can play off a off a drive, people wouldn't buy the two terabyte model. They'd just buy the lowest one and just have a hard drive with it. So that that's an Apple thing where they want you to buy their memory rather than an external hard drive. And uh, the Magic Keyboard, there's a new Magic Keyboard that's now available in white. It's a backlit keyboard. Also has a secondary USB C port in the hinge, which has pass through charging, so you can charge it. And so if you do, if you are using the other port for data transfer or charging, there is a secondary uh, USB-C port in the Magic Keyboard. Now, let's talk about the price. This is not a cheap product. The 11-inch iPad Pro starts at $1,199. 12.9-inch starts at $1,649. The $1,649, that price is actually more expensive than the entry-level M1 MacBook Air. So not, not the cheapest. And if you want to spec it up, like we, we went on the Apple website, spec'd up the Apple, the 12.9-inch the model to two terabyte storage, uh, cellular and Wi-Fi, uh, Apple Pencil, Magic Keyboard, which is like $550. Grand total for that model, so 12.9-inch, two terabyte, cellular and Wi-Fi, Apple Pencil, Magic Keyboard, $4,297. So... Uh, that's why I think they're called Pro. Pro for a reason. You do look. You, you do get a lot for your money. It is a top of the line device. Great screen, great performance, five G connectivity, and it works beautifully in the Apple ecosystem. So professionals might be looking at this as an investment rather than an expense. So I think uh, the, the, you are you are getting the best of the best here, but you are paying for it. The 11-inch and 12.9-inch iPad Pro, a new level of performance with the M1 processor, next-level screen quality with the liquid retina display and the XDR display as well. It really does live up to the Pro name. You want to check out our review of the iPad Pro 11-inch and 12.9-inch? You can find it and our video, don't forget the video, at techguide.com.au. Now, I'm a, I'm a big reader. I like reading books, and I, I mix. I sort of move between physical books. I do like having a physical book, but I do love reading on an e-reader. It's really convenient. Uh, Kobo has just come out with a brand new one, and this, I think, is taking e-readers in a whole new and exciting direction. The e-reader from Kobo is called the Ellipsa. And for a start, you're going to notice a bigger screen. It's 10.3-inch display. Normally, Kindles and other devices are about 6-inch. So right off the bat, you're getting a big screen experience here. There's also a comfort light so that you can it can intelligently control the light depending on what time of the day or night that you're reading. But the big thing, I think, the big addition with this story is, with this device, I should say, is the, is the fact that it's also a notepad. It comes with a stylus. So you can actually write on the screen, whether you're reading a book or just creating notes from scratch, it allows you to write and take notes. So if you're reading a book, for example, you can underline passages, write notes in the margin, 
And so you can annotate the text so that when you read it again or you want to share it with someone or show it to someone, you, they can see the notes. So uh, that, that's a huge new feature for, for the e-reader device. And it also works, of course, if you want to have just standalone notes, uh, that you can you can do that as well. It, it, it also has handwriting recognition. So you can be, however you write it down, it'll recognize the text and, and recognize your writing and turning it into text. And you can then save that or share it, whatever you want to do. It also comes with a cover, the Ellipsa Sleep Cover, which is leather. It clicks into the back. And then when you're not using the Ellipsa, it folds over the screen to protect it. But when you are using it, it can be used as a stand. So you can fold it. Uh, reminds of the old iPad covers. You can uh, fold it up into, into, a, into, into place so that it can sit up at an angle. So you can see what you're reading or writing at a, at a comfortable angle. The Kobo Ellipsa it doesn't go on sale till the end of June. So this is kind of an announcement here. I, I, uh, the embargo was late last week, but I will I have just received the product, so I will do a full review in the next week or two just to give you uh, my thoughts on, on how to, how it works and how well it works and, and uh, everything else. The Kobo Ellipse, it's going to be priced at $599.95, so a little bit more expensive than your regular e-readers. It doesn't go on sale till June 24, but there are pre-orders available now. There's a link in our story at Tech Guide for the Kobo Ellipsa. Take a look at it, the Kobo Ellipsa e-reader. Check it out, out, our story, and that link, if you want to pre-order it, is at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, work, gaming, video calling and more? And what happens if you're doing all of that at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. It covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before in any part of the house. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Are you ready for the best Wi-Fi ever? Find out more at netgear.com.au slash best Wi-Fi. And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you by our good mates at Belkin. Belkin have cables, batteries, speakers, lots of cool products. They've also just released their new AirTag holder as well. So this is a the new AirTags uh, came out a few weeks ago. The secure holder with a little strap is also available from Belkin. So the AirTag fits nicely inside the little holder and you can then strap it on anything you want. So you're never going to lose a thing. Belkin.com forward slash AU. Uh, question I had, and this is handy. I think not many people realize this function, this feature on the iPad. We've been talking about the iPad Pro, but there are a range of iPads, uh, including the entry level, which is about like 459 bucks. So you don't have to be spending thousands if you would do one on iPad. There are various models of the iPad and levels of the iPad. So one feature that's common amongst all of them is its compatibility, of course, with Apple Pencil. So um, that, that that's one feature that, that you can use with any, any of the iPads. And one feature, though, with the Apple Pencil is called Scribble. Now, I got a question saying, look, I need to fill out forms. I need to do things. Um, I'm unable to – I want to be able to write – 
on the iPad and it records it or the text as I want. Well, Scribble is a feature that allows users to write into any text entry field on your iPad and it'll convert it to text. So you can, if you, what well, the question I had from a reader was, I, I need to have uh, some forms on the computer that on the iPad. So I, I need to write out information in these information boxes. Well, you can use the Apple Pencil. It, you're right in the text entry area and it'll convert it to text like you've typed it in there on, on a keyboard. So that's a feature that not many people know about. Scribble on the iPad on any of the iPads that, that are com- all compatible now with Apple Pencil. So that's a feature you should be making use of. And that's the full-time siren there. That's all we've got for you this week. You can find out about anything that we've spoken about on the show at our website, techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email, info at techguide.com.au, or you can hit the Ask Stephen icon on the right-hand side of the homepage. We want to also give a special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to joining you again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. Stay connected.